This is a Detail Podcast. Welcome back to the MCU. Come witness the Avengers crew. Thor, Cap, Hawk, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Watch them team up and fight that big purple guy. Thank you to Stanley and Kevin Feige. <laughs> nice. Hopefully you think of that every time you see a Marvel movie that a song will be in your head. <laughs> I will. Now. I will now. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the official lyrics. I looked them up. Good. I th- I'm glad they thought of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Hello and welcome to Drinking Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin, and I cried in the ca- opening of this movie. And alongside me is... This is Seth, and I cried in the middle of the movie. And this is Keith, and the beginning hurt quite a bit. Yeah. With me is... This is Pale, and I cried at the end of the movie. There we go. So we have tears all the way through the movie. Pretty much, like, me and Allison were just like a, a sobbing mess, like, yeah. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> what movie are we talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um... Pale, it's you. Pale, you didn't finish job. the intro. <laughs> oh, see, I was I got distracted, and we were talking about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. <laughs> what are we drinking? Oh, we're drinking. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, ru- I'm rusty. <laughs> this episode uh, is two ninety four. Pale. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost at 300. <laughs> uh, I'll never figure it out. <laughs> to be fair, you've only been in charge of the intro for 80 episodes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Not Give me like 80 more. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll mail it. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you in a, another 80 episodes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We're drinking Jed's Irish Stout by Dot and Line Brewing. Nice. Thank you, Pale. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of what we all have, right? Everybody in this party yep, has yep. a Jed's. Uh, I got this as a Christmas gift. Um, my mother-in-law has a secondhand Christmas gift from Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mother-in-law brought it down, and I had one at the Christmas party we were enjoying. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this for Saf. And so I did. I didn't. Al- I Allison took a sip. And she's like, I don't like it. I'm like, good. I'm, yeah. sure. I'm sharing with someone else then. <laughs> But it is the uh, Dot and Lines Foreign Extra Stout called Jed's. It is 6.9 nice percent ABV. <laughs> um, when I tasted it, it had a very special feeling for me because it reminded me quite a bit of Guinness. And mm-hmm. you'll find out here as we go. This is a, I don't know, very 70s can, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you is. got those old school colors surrounding this. Uh, cursive. Not, it's not really cursive, but whatever. This yeah. Jed's font, fancy Jed's font. Right. It reminds me of like Henry's Bar on Main Street yeah. downtown. Uh, I was thinking like Strolls or Stoles or yeah. whatever that beer is. Yep, that one right there. 
I don't know, like the background. Maybe when you Fort Wayneans can tell us the background of what Jed's is. That's what I was just looking up right now as we <laughs> talk, because I know how these shows go. Um, it says here, first brewed by Guinness in 1801, a foreign Ooh. extra stout was designed for export and is more heavily hopped than Guinness draft draft. And extra stout, which gives it a more bitter taste. The extra hops are intended as a natural preservative for the long journeys the beer would take by ship. So it says back in early April, they hosted the first round of the Fort Wayne Mash Club, the homebrew club, for the Master Brewers Challenge. Category was dark beer consisting of 41 different styles. And BJCP judges from the club, along with our head brewer Phil from Dot and Line, judged all the submitted beers. The winner at the end of the day was Jed Lingrich and his foreign extra stout. By winning, Jed got to join us and recreate his beer on our system to serve to the public. Nice. So good job, Jed. That's cool. Yeah, Jed. Congratulations, Jed. <laughs> on the side of the can, it does say, in brooding collaboration with Fort Wayne Mash Club. Mm-hmm. And above that, it's got all the other details, like the hops are Motuka and Gal- Galena. We got two row grains, roasted barley, chocolate, C45, CADC120, Carafa 2, and some yeast. Those letters and numbers don't mean nothing to me. Yeah, C45, C80, C120 are the crystal malts that are used. Ah, yes. Uh, Those are the the higher the number, the more like sugary they are going to be. Mm. Yum. And we also got this little octopus guy from their logo and the, you know, the D from the dotting line or the DL. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel yeah, like there overall, should have been an uh, octopus in the movie because it was a lot of underwater scenes. A kraken or something? A kraken. Release the kraken. Yeah. <laughs> the can also reminds me of like a jacket you would see somebody wearing in Stranger Things. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very members only vibe. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It smells mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we do anymore. Extra stevity. It's a color or smell? I can't remember. It was color it first, co- and then we take color. a whiff, and then we take a sip. Unless you're pale, what? then you just go for the sip. <laughs> <laughs> Pale's been drinking this already black as night. <laughs> there's literally nothing to discuss here. Yeah, there's nothing here. It's black as panther. Oh, Black as a panther. Ooh. What is it? Black panther in a tree? Black panther, black in, a panther tree in a tree. And the brown that you see is the tree. Yeah. There's a little bit of like a brown. There is like a yeah. huge. Like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the tree, everybody. So, works for me. This is the quintessential stout smell that I keep talking about on these episodes, where you're anticipating some kind of smell, but you're not really smelling anything. Yep. Maybe a little bit of maltiness. The malty roasties, roasty smell a little bit, but not much. Mm. It smells like a little spicy, like peppery or something. Mm. Just a tiny little bit. Judging by the description of beer, shouldn't, but you know, I don't know. I don't think it'll taste that way. It just has like a like a like a slight burn on my nose. Yeah, I'm getting that too. Now that you said that, I refuse. Like a, I refuse to smell that. I think yeah. it's like a like a habanero. <laughs> <laughs> I was like like black pepper, like salt and pepper. Oh, black pepper. Yeah, you're drinking a black panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, P- pamper. <laughs> I still I still don't smell anything. But no, let's see if we can much. taste it. <sighs> That tastes foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Still little hints of chocolate mm-hmm. on the back end. Roasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely not as smooth as a Guinness would be. But of course, this isn't nitro. That's true. And, and Guinness nitro is fucking everything. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. 
Mm. <laughs> I like this. This is good stuff. Oh. Yeah. They have that, that burn in the back of your throat. It's not really like a burn. It's not like like know, yeah, it's, it's like a little burn. bitter bite. Yeah, like a yes. There we go. That's exactly right. It tickles, but it's like a bittery bite. Uh, this is delicious. Uh, I have one correction that could be done to this, but I don't want to say it because then it'd be too much like a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I would just put a Guin this label on a Guinness can and serve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw some nitro through this, make it yeah. smooth. But That'd I don't want to. Maybe I don't want to say. If they it, had a, a nitro tap, yeah, that'd be good. Just to see how it was, I, you know, I don't want it this entire thing nitro, but I wouldn't mind having right. some pump through like a variant or, like, or like yeah. a little sampling of it. Like the back end is almost like creamy, like a like it went through nitro, like mm. part of the way. Because it's not too carbonated, it does it kind of is a little smoother, but mm-hmm. I suppose if you hold it a little bit in your mouth. Yeah. I'm going to avoid that this time. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight down the gullet. Best part about my pint mug is it doesn't actually hold a pint. Yeah. So I can pour more in there. A little bonus. Surprise. (laughs) He's just going to funnel all his beers so it doesn't have to hit his teeth. You you can't do that. That's sucking motion. You're not allowed to do that. Can't do that. No you just gotta open it. You open just gotta just let it just like dribble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go right past your tongue, and you'll never taste it. No, it's just put it in your mouth, lean to the side, <laughs> taste it a little bit, <laughs> go to swallow. That's also a sex thing. <laughs> I say that because the ABV is six point nine. Nice. <laughs> Sixty-nine. Uh, Sixty-nine. All right, we have forty-six check-ins, everybody. Wow, a lot. So, so, so many. Uh, no friends. I didn't even check it in because I knew we were going to have it on the show, so I didn't do it. So I got no friends to do it. But Stout Boss is on there, so it's I'll let like, do that one. Stout Boss. I need to pull See it up little here. baby face. I'll go. Keith, check this one. Had a two. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Keith what? Yoder. Say somethings, losers. Right in the box. They give you a description box for a reason, says the guy who never writes anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan checked this in at a four. He said, that's a really nice drinking stout. Love the roast. You know what, Ryan? I'm on board. I do like this roast. It is fantastic. Um, oh, silly stout boss. Hmm. What do you say? He said, a little better than last time, not as bitter. But this is a new beer, unless he's had it twice. I don't know. He's con- silly stout boss. Stouts are for kids. I mean, what? <laughs> Craig Holloway, malty and bitter at the end. Pretty much what I said. Plenty of toasty and roasty. Pretty much what everyone else is saying. Gave this a 375. I think Chris Alpha is talking about pale with his comment here. <laughs> the person who discovered grapefruit must have never tasted a grape before. And gave this beer a three and a half. I don't know what it has to do what? with anything. <laughs> Where does grapefruit come into this? <laughs> we asked well, you that about every IPA you drink, Pale. Where does the grapefruit come from? Maybe this is a listener of the show. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Riley says, nice roastiness, bitterness, coffee flavor. Do you guys taste coffee in this? 
I think that's just the roasty. I, the roasted. Yeah, I thought I people would get that confused. End. Yeah, you can get it a bit, but it's not <laughs> pure coffee. <laughs> Damn fools! Yeah, I'm cl- I'm getting close to the bottom. He thinks because I surely have gone past forty check-ins. Yeah, I'm gonna say this last one, and I'm gonna call her quits. We got Jed Taylor, probably the one who brewed it. Mm, I bet. He said, given the name, wish I liked... Oh, no, it wasn't. It, not the brewer, because he hated it. He said, given the name, I wish I liked the style more. Very well roasted grain bill. Medium light body. Makes it crushable for the old school stout fan. Solid style execution, 375. Though I agree with a lot of what you said, Jed, I don't think the 375 is warranted. But, you know, it's to each its own, I suppose. I did find Stout Boss's original post. He said, roasty, bitter, and dry. He was watching Bill's fans pelt dolphins with snowballs. Steve Smith came prepared with snow goggles. They gave it a 3.25. And then a three and a half later. <laughs> Slightly better that time. He keeps drinking it, even though he didn't love it. Well, I think that's high praise for him. I don't, I don't see much <laughs> yeah. over a four for Stout Boss. Maybe it's lack of options. But I'm, I'm checked in. And I wrote the word, only one word, because I wrote something. And I wrote the word aged. I've had this for about two months now. I remember when me and Allison were with uh, Allison's mom. We got this. It was around Christmas time. And so at the time of this recording, it was probably two months because we're, we're sitting at the, the 24th. So day before Stout Day. Go figure. Uh, or Indiana Stout Day or the statewide Stout Day. Um, I think definitely has aged. Um, I don't know if you can. it's warranted to say that we've aged this one <laughs> just after two months. But I think I on- honestly can say I've enjoyed this time around versus when I had it out of the can just, you know, doing Christmas stuff. So... Did the zombie ices affect that score at all? I don't think so. <laughs> You're... I was going to say, he's just pulling the stout boss here, so it's better yeah. the second time it's, around. Yeah. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. You're, I, you know what to anticipate now. So yeah, I did. It's not I, like... Honestly, yeah. Uh, maybe I associated this one with the fact that I've already had it, and it was kind of a surprise to me, like what it tasted like. Now, I kind of got myself into how, like, the mindset of, like, what to expect. And I had it, and it, I think it's delicious. So, I gave it a four. It's probably, like, on the higher end, like, of the ratings more so than anything else. But I like it. I would go back and I would drink it again. You gave it a four. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I also gave it a four. <laughs> and I said, there's a little bitter bite to it and a nice chocolatey finish. It's a really good stout. Uh, I recommend it. It's got kind of like a dryness to it, but mm-hmm. it, it makes it a little unique to the all the like pastry stouts and milk stouts and shit that we've been having on the show lately. So I like it. Yeah, as you drink it more, I I get more chocolate come through. Yeah, like, me too. As as, as it, warms it warms up. up, and yeah, it just unlocks it. It's just like one of those unlockable features. <laughs> and I'll go next. I gave it a. Four out of five. All right. Ooh, I said tasty with a dry, creamy finish. And I, as I was drinking this, I kept thinking something's missing. Something's got to be missing here. 
and there's nothing really missing. I'm just, I just so, so used to co- like heavy coffee notes, heavy chocolate notes. Or a barrel of um, some sort. Yeah, barrel age something or imperial something. But um, for what this is and what they were going for, I think they did a really nice job uh, keeping it unique and kind of like throwing you off a little bit, uh, but still offering a nice, satisfying beverage. Yeah, I was going to mention in mine, well, I, I did kind of mention it in there, but for a lot of people, like Dustin and I, we've had some dry stouts before. We know what this flavor is, but for the more unsophisticated palate, not to sound like a complete ass, but the, you're expecting a variant. You're expecting coffee. You're expecting the pastry stout. You're expecting some type of mm-hmm. other fruity mm-hmm. flavor added in and the fun, fantastic ones. Those are the ones that we've been drinking, but this is like like a tried and true, you know, staple type beer. It reminds me of uh, Summit City Brewers, uh the Irish dog stout, dry yep. Irish dog. It's just like, it's a go-to, but it feels like there could be more that could be added to it. But this is a great, just standalone dry stout. Awesome. And you're right. It does sweeten up a little bit. And I've noticed after putting it at different spots in my mouth, it's sweeter, obviously on the front of the tongue, hence the sweet taste buds. Um, and definitely bitter as it gets towards the back, but it's good all the way through. So gentlemen, I don't know where everybody is on my screen, but or yeah, your but we're going to hold hands. <laughs> I gave it a four. Good looking. Gosh. Hand holding club of the year. It's been years since it's happened. <laughs> well, we've been doing dick holding clubs for. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a little behind. <laughs> I just killed Keith. <laughs> yep. Wrong side of the mouth there. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I was going to say, there's another beer that this reminded me of um, from Matt Anthony's, the Harry Balls. Yes. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. I had that I one a couple that weeks one. ago. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. That's smooth. But, that one's, mm-hmm. they have on nitro. Mm. That one is nitro, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink In Geek Out. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content that is patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, let's talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It is the sequel to Black Panther from 2018 and the 30th film in the MCU. The film is directed, or in the film, directed by Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole. The leaders of Wakanda fight to protect their nation in in the wake of King T'Challa's death. T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, King of Wakanda, is dying from an illness which his sister Shuri, Letitia Wright, believes can be cured with the heart-shaped herb. Shuri attempts to synthetically recreate the herb after it is destroyed by Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, but fails to do so before T'Challa dies. Yeah, it was really weird. We're we're sitting there at the edge of our seats, like hoping that she can like figure out a cure. Yeah. 
like we we know what happened right we yeah like like it's it's not it's not a spoiler or anything we know what's happening but we we feel the build up from like the tension of what's going on the music that's happening around it and it's why it's a wild because we know but yet we're still like oh come on hopefully figure it out figure it out come on yeah so uh hats off to Ryan Cooler yeah Cooler mm-hmm. uh job well done on that opening scene yeah mm-hmm. he jumps straight into it and he's like answers the thing people have been wondering since mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman died like three years ago like how are they yeah. going to deal with this and then they deal with it the first second <laughs> yeah. of the movie you kind of have to yeah yeah that was the best way to go about it rip mm-hmm. the band-aid off and you have to address because everybody that's what they're going to be waiting on until that gets addressed mm-hmm. so yeah and like one of the f- one of the things that i think i, I mentioned to allison while we were watching the movie at home because we waited disney plus obviously uh the the whole like after he passed away the whole sequence of like this this burial the ceremonies and all that stuff was awesome yeah on well, the it, music it, and yeah like the, the yeah, them like celebrating, even yeah, though exactly. like they're just like celebrating his life, not his death, and all that. Exactly, that's exactly what I was saying. You could, it's it's a perfect example of them celebrating his life, you know, as a person, not just mm-hmm. you know as the Black Panther or you know uh, the king. It's just the celebration of a you know a party. Uh, I wish they would have gone a little bit more into it when the queen died later in the movie yeah. spoiler alert mm-hmm. but i feel like they would have done the same thing it's just budgets and time constraints right yeah mm-hmm. it would have been a three and a half hour movie if we saw all that yeah. happen again yeah it's like yeah we know what they're gonna do they already did it yeah but i don't know it was it was emotional but also very kick-ass like first half hour of the movie yeah it was uh it was a little hard for me going through that yeah so i'm I like bet. i know what's gonna happen and oh I could relive Super this. Super emotional. So, yeah. 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 So, moving on. Mm-hmm. One year later, Wakanda is under pressure from other nations to share their vibranium with some parties attempting to steal it by force. Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, implores Shuri to continue her research on the herb, hoping to create a new Black Panther that will defend Wakanda, but she refuses due to her belief that Black Panther is a figure of the past. In the Atlantic Ocean, the CIA and U.S. Navy SEALs use utilize a vibranium detector to locate potential vibranium deposit underwater. The expedition is killed by a group of blue-skinned, water-breathing superhumans led by Namor, played by Tanakh Huerta Mejia, with the CIA believing Wakanda to be responsible, when in fact it was Avatar. Namor <laughs> right, confronts Ramona and <laughs> Shuri. <laughs> <of> water? <laughs> right. Easily bypassing Wakanda's advanced security, blaming Wakanda for the vibranium race, he gives them an ultimatum. Deliver him the scientist responsible for the vibranium detector, or he will attack Wakanda. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I never really understood his plan. So we haven't got to it yet, but Riri invents this thing that detects vibranium, so he wants to kill her. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? She's already invented it. She, she can't uninvent it. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you're just killing this little girl because well, he's she's created this thing. They're pretty far off from society. They're a little bit that's different. True. They don't know technology is to that extent. Thinking, that, yeah, that's a good explanation. Like, 
in their culture, well, you do something, you're responsible for it, you must die. I, I don't know. Didn't they have vibranium like on hand or something? And that was like kind of like putting them in like the spotlight or kind of. Yeah, yeah, I was going to expose them. Kind of exp- yeah, exposing them when they're. I understood that, but the thing's already made. Killing the person that made it's not. Oh, gonna yeah, that's not going to go away. <laughs> I never understood that period, like in yeah. any context. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, even if it's not murdering somebody, like the, even in the sports room, uh, for the other, other people in here who understand sports, <laughs> if you upset the fan base as a player and they burn your jersey, who the yeah. fuck cares? You already <laughs> you bought it. it. You bought it. Wasted your <laughs> You're money. You're burning your money, basically. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the player already like, got paid. Yeah. yeah or kind of got paid. <laughs> got, got, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, who cares? Like, at this point, Exactly. Like she already invented it. It's not like the, it's like a killing the uh, the guy who created the the super serum who created just one super soldier. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that, right? You, you, this is a he test case. Yeah, because he could he create the. Yeah, uh, he's the only one that knows how to make it yeah, again. But this machine, I'm pretty <laughs> it's sure it's already there. They can reverse engineer it easily. Yeah. It's I, I don't understand. Yeah, it was very it was very weird, but. I definitely liked the introduction of Ironheart. Yeah, that was good. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, and that was essentially in this scene or close to it where she has this like Iron Man Mach 1 that she's been building. Mm-hmm. And that'll be the next paragraph which yeah, we there get we go. To. Might as well do it now. All right, uh, uh Shuri and Okoye, uh which was uh Dene uh Guerrero. Guerrero. Guerrera? No, Guria? I think learns, it's Nye Guerrera. Yeah, it's uh, Saul Guerrera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> learned from CIA agent Everett K. Ross, a.k.a. the colonizer, a.k.a. <laughs> Martin Freeman, that the scientist in question is MIT student Riri Williams, played by Dominique Thorne. So, first introduction of her. Uh, the uh, They arrive at the university to confront her. The group is pursued by the FBI and then Namor's warriors who defeat Okoye before taking Siri by her request <laughs> and Williams underwater to meet Namor or Namor, as they say in uh, in the movie, which I don't think is right. Angered That's by how they pronounce it with their whatever accents they have. Yeah, but they were like, no more love. So no more. <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. Uh Angered by Okoye's failure to protect Suri, Romanda strips her of her title as General of the Dora Malege and seeks out Nakia, who's played by Lupita uh, Nyango. What's that? Nyango. 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 I was going to skip it, but that's fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who has been living in Haiti since the blip. Namor shows Suri his vibranium-rich penis underwater (laughs) kingdom. Uh, Talocan. Which should be just Atlantis, and I'm pretty sure it's Atlantis in the comics. Maybe they didn't want to confuse with Aquaman, or yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. So they're just like, we'll make up a whole new thing. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I like I like the sh- the shift, but it's definitely Atlantis, uh, which he has protected for centuries from discovery from the world. Uh, bitter at the surface world for enslaving the Maya, uh, Namor uh, proposes an alliance with Wakanda against the rest of the world, but threatens to destroy Wakanda if they refuse. Uh, Nakia helps Suri and Riri Williams uh, escape, and Namor 
retaliates with an attack against Wakanda, during which Romanda drowns while saving Riri Williams. Namor vows to return with his full army, and citizens of Wakanda relocate to the Jabari Mountains for their safety. Meanwhile, the colonizer is arrested by his ex-wife, CIA director Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, which is played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, for secretly exchanging classified intelligence with the Wakandans. <laughs> Woo! That is Did a it. mouthful. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was like... The, that was half the, whole the movie. Plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was the movie. <laughs> I thought the the saving of Riri Williams by the Queen was a fantastic scene. Yeah, beautifully shot too. Uh, yeah, she's like just like floating down to her to grab her and pull her up. Yeah, I thought well, I like looked away for a second. I thought she was going to survive. I just I yeah, it looked it. like she she climbed out and it was like oh she'll be fine. Yeah, and then oh shit! All of a sudden people rush in and she's not breathing. It's like one of those adrenaline fueled, like yeah, saving things. Mm. Um, I um, did not like that Nakia started this war. Oh yeah, well, it was really the queen that starts it because she's just going off of orders to know, do what yeah. they tell her to do. So right, but but she's like, no, leave her. But <laughs> Suri could have saved. Yeah, this she was just following orders herself. She yeah. was just being guard. She she wasn't being threatening. She was just there. And she, I don't know, she gets shot or, or whatever from Nakia. And Asuri's like, no, 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 we got to save we her. We can save her. They're like, we got to get out of here. She's like, but I must. And she's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> so he gets out of there. And then all of a sudden, Namor's like, mm-hmm. we attack. Yeah. But from her perspective, like, they don't know what's going on down there. They just know that he came and broke into Wakanda. And then attacked us when we weren't in Wakanda and stole the queen of Wakanda. So she's just like, no, we're just getting you back. And that's the end of it. Yeah, but they tell them up in the beginning, she asked to be brought down here. Right. They tell her that. So it's not like, oh, we kidnapped her. (laughs) Maybe they thought maybe duress, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That just, this whole exchange didn't sit well with me because it's like, who... (laughs) Ryan Coogler, Coogler does a really good job of like confusing me as a viewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's the bad guy? <laughs> yeah, well, in his, these movies, like nobody is. You, you can yeah. be on either side. It's just all perspective. Like, right. and yeah. in every scene, it's like you could side with either one. It's just depending on what side you're coming from initially. Right. Uh, one thing: this movie is super long. I think you. I love Martin Freeman. I love Julie Louis Dreyfus cut all those scenes none of them are necessary and it just added 20 minutes to the movie and true, the, yeah. didn't forward the plot at all mm-hmm. correct true. i think that's what yeah. prevented my opinion from like the movie actually like building up building, yeah, building up into the finale these white people and i'm like i don't care yeah <laughs> oh, it's like it seems like that okay. it just kind of like killed the momentum it did me. put that at the end yeah. In yeah, the, just do the one post, teaser at the end. The yeah. post-credit scene stuff, because we got an I- idea of Valentina Allegra de Fontaine in the Captain America uh, Winter Soldier TV show. Yeah. Like when she was putting together her Black little Widow, super group. Too. And yeah. then she was in Black Widow. So you're like, oh, this is going to be a character that you're you're getting familiar with. I don't care. Yeah. That she's married to Martin Freeman. I love <laughs> Martin Freeman. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Put it in a post-credit scene for us mm-hmm. to be excited about mm-hmm. afterwards. I know they needed somehow for them to learn about Riri 
but I don't know, just have Trevor Noah say it because he does all of the computer voice. Yeah. Mm. I, so, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think. He could just be like, oh, it was her. And then they could go find her. We don't need this whole 10 minute scene with Martin Freeman again. I, I think that the, it could have been like real easy to have Martin Freeman in it because he was in the first one. Yeah. Like they communicate with him to find out about this and he gives them that information. That's yeah. That's all that, we need and from that's, him. That's all we need. And then maybe later when the press credit scene, be, we could yeah, find yeah, we're like about the other part. Yeah, where he's arrested for it by his ex-wife. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole like discovery of the beads, like communicating with Queen Ramonda, like all those things, like there's literally nothing of value there. Yeah. I think it just even kind of fuels the fire more so than anything. Like basically it was saying, oh yeah, no, they were taken by these people. And so then mm-hmm. that's when she sends like the, the, but she was going to do that anyways, I think. Like yeah. she, she knows what the plot was. She knows what Siri and Okoya were doing. Like she knows that. And so then, oh, they're not coming back. They're kidnapped. Like I, I have an idea. I'll just track their beads. They didn't have to fall off. She was still wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly but no we got to get the colonizer involved as mbaku would say <laughs> i do like that they call him that yeah <laughs> that's why i keep bringing it up it's my favorite part how did we feel about namor's ankle wings because i thought <laughs> they, they were, were cute. Little, i thought they were a little silly when i first <laughs> they saw silly, them well <laughs> they had to introduce him as a mutant so but i do i do appreciate the, the accuracy universe of, of his appearance he is he was He's a member of the X-Men in some universes. Yeah, he's also in a villain. The Submariner is a villain in the Avengers. Yeah. But he's been both. Yeah. Um yeah, look, oh, he does have them. He does. And the uh I can't tell which comic this is. I know it's uh Namor the Submariner, but I can't tell like what version it is. He does have those uh those ankle wings. So there you go. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, the Ryan Cooler said, you know, they were kind of going back and forth on how if they should do it, and the actor was like, "Yeah, I want to keep it as accurate as possible." So he was cool with it. And it's they, kind of a dumb ability to have for someone who stays underwater all the time. It really is. It's like I can fly. Kind of irrelevant. If I come out of water once a century. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but in 1939, I don't know. But I'm looking at this comic book cover. He's got him. Yeah. In the 1930s. So, I mean, it makes sense how they kind of explained it. You know, he's from land, mother yeah. from land to the sea. He can do With both worlds. Yeah. He's like a transition. Special powers. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, they explained it well. Yeah. I mean, I didn't question it. But Did they grow back now that they were chopped off? I don't know. Hmm. Not sure. I'll have to wait for the next movie. You just fly with one leg. <laughs> He's just hanging upside down with his one foot carry. <laughs> his entire body was also scorched. That is true. By but yeah, I was doing some uh, yeah. <laughs> I was doing some research a little bit on the movie. Actually, was like preparing a little bit. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Um, Angela Bassett was not very happy with her death. Um, and uh, Kevin Feige was like. Well, death in the MCU is not doesn't permanent. mean anything, <laughs> right? He's like, it's not permanent. There's always a chance that she's in the movie back. later after she died. So, <laughs> okay, <Who cares>? right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I do think it's a good origin story for Shiri. Like, her whole family is basically dead now. Uh, in 
her brother dies in this movie, her mom dies in this movie, her dad dies in the couple movies ago, and like that's what origin stories are for superheroes most of the time. Like their family gets taken away, and mm-hmm. then they gotta step up. So I was like, mm-hmm. but and she could go either way because the way she lost them, and that's kind of the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the be- this is just the beginning for Shuri, in my opinion. I mean, there's like next ten years, it's gonna be about her. Like in the as far as like the timeline, yeah. Well, I mean, we have the Young Avengers to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they can easily just throw her in there. After Ramonda's funeral, Shuri uses a remnant of the herb that gave Namor's people their superhuman abilities to reconstruct the heart-shaped herb. She ingests it, gaining superhuman abilities and meeting Killmonger in the ancestral plane, who urges her to seek revenge. Shuri dons a new Black Panther suit and is accepted by the other Wakandian tribes as the Black Panther. Despite M'Baku's urges for peace, who is played by Winston Duke, Shuri is determined to exact exact vengeance on Namor for Ramonda's death and orders an immediate counterattack on Talokan, preparing for battle. With preparing for battle with Oyo, played by Florence Kasumba. Assuming the position of general of the Dora Milaje, Shuri bestows the Midnight Angel armor upon Okoye, who in turn recruits Dora Milaje member Anika, played by Michaela Cole, to join her. Williams creates an Iron Man-esque powered exoskeleton to aid the Wakandans. The Iron Heart! Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so excited uh, for her show now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be awesome. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that we have to kind of mention with this whole like uh, reconstructing the heart shaped herb is a didn't want to do it because of uh, figure of the past. She just didn't, it was because her brother. It's right. because her brother, but she couldn't do it. She she yeah, tried. She failed. She, she failed. She couldn't do it. So. Making like an excuse, oh, I didn't want to because of fear of the past. It's just a bullshit excuse. She just couldn't do it. Yep. It's time and, for the Jedi to end. Is exactly, what it yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then it took like a, a Tony Stark figuring out how to do time travel type of like uh, mentality using you know help from Riri to figure this whole plant thing out. Yeah, <laughs> or I guess what it wasn't quite um, the time time loop, uh, more of like the. Um, uh, Ultron. Test mm-hmm. subject 769. It worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like the reveal of the Midnight Angel armor. Mm-hmm. But she's got this other armor for... I don't know if that's to place replace the Black Panthers because she couldn't uh, fix the orb or herb or whatever. Or if that was yeah. always the plan. Mm. Yeah, I think it but, might have been for her. Yeah, maybe. But it seems like that's going to come up in the Disney Plus series that they're spinning off with the Dora Milaje. I think that's going to be a big part of that. Good. Looking forward to that. Uh, oh, and I, I meant to mention in the previous paragraph, the scene where they go to Riri's garage is probably my favorite scene of the movie where they're just oh. like these three women bickering kind of, and then they like steal her car and like, <laughs> she's like, let me control my own car. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was all funny. That was pretty <laughs> them, Like arguing and then fighting and all that. It was a good action scene. Uh, anything else? Using a seafaring vessel, the Wakandans lure Namor and his warriors to the surface with another vibranium detector as a battle ensues. Shiri traps Namor in a 
fighter aircraft intending to dry him out and weaken him. The pair crashes on a desert beach and fight. She regains the upper hand, but has a vision of Ramonda and implores Namor to yield, offering him a peaceful alliance. Namor accepts the battle accepts and the battle ends. Namor's cousin, Namora, very clever. Uh, Mabel Gabdina is upset at Namor's surrender, but he assures her that the new alliance will allow them to conquer the surface world one day. Williams returns to MIT, leaving the suit behind while Akoya rescues Ross from captivity. Shiri plants more heart-shaped herbs to ensure the future of the Black Panther mantle. In Shiri's absence, M'Baku steps forward to challenge for the throne. Shiri visits Nakia in Haiti, where she burns her funeral robe in accordance with Ramanda's wishes, allowing herself to finally grieve for T'Challa. That's Another what got, that's what got me. Yeah, where the, they have all the flashbacks of Chadwick. Flashbacks, mm-hmm. and then her just like... It, Finally, like, being able to... Balling. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like she's been so tough, like, the whole movie, and she just broke down. Right. I was kind of waiting for the end of this to talk about it, but uh, might as well just do it now. That Michael B. Jordan scene. Yes. (laughs) That was such a cool scene. That was nice. Where he's just, like, on the throne waiting for her. He's just, like, sitting there, like, fucking chill. Leg yeah. up, like, what's up, cuz? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Like, because, like, before, like, in 2020, like, when we found out that T'Challa, you know, passed away, and we were kind of, like, speculating, but not really speculating, like, what's the future of the Black Panther? Yeah. yeah. My mind is like, we didn't actually see him die. <laughs> they could have saved him and thrown him in, like, one of those pods that they mm-hmm. threw the Winter Soldier into. Mm-hmm. But this kind of proves confirms. that he was, confirms he died but yeah. we did see him still he was in the movie so that's good and uh once you're dead you're never dead in the mcu so exactly. uh, he could still true. return mm-hmm. yeah. so many multiverses <laughs> yeah which is like variants i love him i love him but so I, I like his like what kind of leader are you gonna be mm-hmm. like your brother was a wuss or something essentially <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna be do what needs to be done too noble i think yeah said yeah yeah i think i think he need like she needed to hear what she needed to hear and i think that's what he represented Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he went there to try to like sway her to be the vengeance type as much as it was to try to make her pick her own path like it i think it was mostly it's what she needed to hear Mm mm-hmm and then her mother showing up later is additional, like, mm-hmm. don't go down this path. Like, you're not that. That's not who you are. Be right. better than this. And then she ultimately doesn't stab him or whatever she's about to do. Right. She, I mean, she could have literally, from behind, executioner style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, this last paragraph that we just read, like, is the most action and most, like, or I guess the longest part of this movie. And yet it was just, like, a few lines long versus <laughs> the other stuff. Yeah. This, Although, like, this little scene, wrap-up moments. Yeah. It, it really felt like it lasted forever. Like, them fighting on that boat. and Yeah. It's not exactly a bad thing, but it did seem like it took a long time to to wrap this up. 
yeah, it's like the Wakanda has the upper hand, then the uh, water people have the upper hand, and then it's like, oh, it's pretty evenly matched now. Oh, now all everybody's dead. Oh, look, all of our heroes are still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's 10 people left on that raft, and it's only the people we care about. All the other people have been pushed into the water yeah. or are dead. <laughs> Side characters gone. Yeah. You don't have a name? Mm-mm. Gone. I'd still take that credit, be like, yeah. I was in the MCU. I was the side guy. I died in three seconds, got stabbed and thrown off a boat. But hey, <laughs> I would I'll take it. Yeah. Who trying to, I was trying to clean, cl- climb the ship. and <laughs> I was painted blue. I was painted yeah. blue. <laughs> it's like, surprise, everything was painted blue just in case, you know? Yep. <laughs> you know? It's like, damn, that's awesome. They couldn't CGI that shit? <laughs> nope. Three hours just down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All that surface area. <laughs> I think it seemed like Shuri was quite a bit stronger than Namor. I don't know. It didn't because she had the herb. Yeah, she didn't really like seem to struggle much with him. Well, she did almost die. Yeah, I thought she struggled quite a bit. Oh, I was. I was. She was like, speared to the. She was rock. speared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching yeah. a different movie. <laughs> no, I did forget about that. She was impaled. Yeah. I don't know. Completely. Like, uh, I, I made this joke before, and I don't know if it really applies here, but it was more of like our heroes essentially get their asses kicked 95% of the time. Then they have that one moment where they overcome the somehow. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they just kill the person like, oh, I'm, I'm the best. Yeah. No, like, you almost <laughs> lost. Yeah. Yeah. You get your ass no, kicked. You're, you're pretty much lucky. losing. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt. A little bit about the, I don't know. She, she did seem to have like quite a bit of an upper hand, and but pl- I suppose she's been training. Yeah, right? was it was her first fight, right, with the whole suit? So with the, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of training. Like the montage. whole first movie, she was just like the brainiac, creating everything. The, I'm guessing the, the synthetic herb she made is better than the because it has the combination of whatever yeah. made gave him powers and whatever gave the Black Panther powers. Right, that's fair. Mm. And and to your point, Pale, she was a badass fighter in Endgame. She yeah, was what she, she needed to be. With those little oh yeah. And because she was, they were like, "Why did we leave her up in the tower?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is what it is. I was gonna say something, but I it it's gone. <laughs> so mid credit scene, mm-hmm. Shuri learns that Nakia and T'Challa had a son named Toussaint, 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 Toussaint. Toussaint. I think that's it. Whom Nakia had been raising in secret. And Toussaint reveals that his Wakandan name is T'Challa. Oh, my T'Challa. God. Tears. Mm. Mm, yep. More more tears. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, smart job, Marvel. You just set up the next Black Panther and you could just bring back T'Challa and all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Pretend like all this didn't just Never happen. happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Young Avengers, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. They're going to time jump. 10 years, like they jumped six years since this one, he'll be age enough to be the Black Panther in the next movie and take the mantle. (laughs) Because you could easily say like, oh no, the TV shows, they aren't exactly in line with the movies. Like, oh yeah, we watched the Hawkeye movie or TV shows, but that wasn't before Black Panther. (laughs) So the new Hawkeye, she's about the same age as now T'Challa. That Mm -hmm. makes sense to me. Moon Knight, they never said a fucking time. They say this takes is supposedly taking place during Thor Love and Thunder, which would make 
T'Challa the same age as that little girl at the end of that movie, or around the same age. Yeah. But we don't know how where that is in the timeline. Right. That little god girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Kugler, the original version of the script would have explored T'Challa dealing with resuming life after the blip, grieving the loss of time after being gone for five years, and involved T'Challa's relationship with his son, Tassant, who he never met because of the blip. So that was always part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Kugler also said that Namor and Valentin blah blah blue were <laughs> in the original script with... De Fontaine Fontaine having a larger role compared to the final film. Wright added that Shuri would have become the Black Panther alongside T'Challa, so there would have been two Black Panthers. It just makes sense. Wow. Yeah. It just makes sense. Uh, So he kept some of the script and had to rework all the T'Challa stuff. I am happy that Dave Fontaine did not have a larger role as he was (laughs) expecting. I just wanted her to have zero role in this movie. If you're going to make a majority black cast and you're still going to have the colonizers in there, fuck off. <laughs> right. Like, make it an end credit scene. Make it like several mid credit scenes. Give us a Guardians of the Galaxy credit scenes for all I care. <laughs> I think they're us... setting up Thunderbolts. She's supposed yeah, to be a main she's part got of something that. big coming if they keep yeah, sticking around. Yeah, I know. Around. With the 150-year-old Harrison Ford and can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> he probably hates fucking Marvel. So he doesn't even know what Marvel is. What is this shit? <laughs> yeah, what is this shit? <laughs> is it Disney actor. again? No, I understand he's a great actor, but They'll Thunderbolt Ross him. is not a hundred years old. <laughs> he is now. I don't know. I think he's about the same age as William Hurt. Maybe, maybe William Hurt looked better though. <laughs> not the last time we saw him. <laughs> not the last time. I guess he looked also, like he was about to die from cancer, and he died from cancer. Oh, that! But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm only joking about it because all people say he was an asshole. Yeah, I'm sure he was. So, yeah. oh, I, I'll make fun of him being dead. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't realize he was an asshole. I'll make fun of him for being a dick as well. There's no room in this world for you know assholes and racists. But yep. I just maybe I'm. I don't know. He was good a, at the part, though. Yeah, he was. And Thunderbolt Ross is a fucking asshole. And I'm pretty sure he's a racist, too. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, we can't have this green guy running around here. We gotta he take my white... Things. Gotta have my white soldiers take him out. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> at least Abomination isn't green. Exactly. Abomination is white! <laughs> <laughs> he's a hero. He's an American hero. Yeah. I think he's Russian. Yeah, maybe. But he was an American soldier. Like That's true. In, in the Edward Norton. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was played by Timothy Roth. Tim is the whitest fucking person name I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim Roth. I don't know what his Timmy. character's name was. Timmy Roth. Blonsky but or something like Blonsky, that? Blonsky, yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's it's definitely like Russian. Polish, <laughs> like Polish or Russian. Emil Blonsky. Yeah. Ooh, a meal. Even yeah, a meal. <laughs> All right. So, final thoughts. I enjoyed. The, I I know we kind of shit on it here and there, but that's kind of what we do. But I did enjoy the movie. It just wasn't as good as the first. I mean, right. it had it. It just suffered from the loss that it did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not really the movie's fault. Yeah, I mean, I think I took that into like into consideration. Mm-hmm. I still put this up 
up there on uh, a few of the movies in the MCU, especially like the recent ones. I definitely enjoyed this one more than I liked Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. If I were to go see Ant Man tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like this one better than Ant Man. I heard that was what yeah. most people say. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm, I heard that hearing. too. Oh, this one's also way better than Eternals. Oh god, oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's up there. It's definitely yeah. in the top ten of the thirty. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at all the second movies, it's probably this is one of the better ones. Better second of the movies. Yeah, like not as good as. I think Not Guardians. Not Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier's pretty good, and Guardians 2 is pretty good. And then aside from that... Probably so third. Yeah, this third of the second movies. Yeah. I like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Multiverse yeah, of Madness. Yeah, but I don't look at Multiverse of Madness as like a Doctor Strange 2. I just think of it as like a... Oh, that one's really good, though. Ant-Man and the Wasp was <laughs> really good. It's, yeah, it's like, those, it's like those three or four up there. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp was pretty it's high. A, yeah, that one's not bad. I, I think this one's better. It absolutely is better. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better ones in in, the, in this phase mm-hmm. right. that we're in. Oh yeah, phase four has been phase kind four. of a letdown. <laughs> yeah, phase four has been. Uh, yeah, the TV shows have been good, but the movies have kind of been lacking. Well, they haven't released any. Like we don't know of any of the movies That's true. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a long, slow build back up to yeah, greatness. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, with some unrecognizable characters. I mean, you're you're the ones you start be- out with are all kind of. Yeah, gone for dead. for a non Marvel yeah. type well, person. I, we literally had this so, conversation yeah. <laughs> on the last bonus episode yep. that nobody fucking knew who the Guardians were, and yet they're so fucking ready yeah. to be all about them. And then they're complaining about the Marvel universe about right Ant-Man. now. And you don't, you don't know yeah. these people. Okay, <laughs> cool. You'll figure yeah. it out. Calm down. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it yeah, was, was good. The, Just yeah. A little long for my taste, like yeah, you guys yeah, said, cut out really some was. of that filler there in the middle and get it down to mm-hmm. a decent number. And yeah, they did the best they could with the circumstances. I thought they, they came out on top. So I think, I mean, we could all feel the, the, the loss of yeah Chadwick Boseman, which I thought they did as good as they could have done. Just, yeah, cut out some of the filler, kind of make it a shorter movie, just kind of stay focused on the, the Namor and the Shuri timeline or storyline. Mm-hmm. I like that it gave everybody a chance to grieve Chadwick Boseman. Just like they have his face like spray painted on that wall, and it's just like, um, yeah, he's gone. So like, mm-hmm. here's to take it in and move on. I guess. Yeah, I think the only way that I could um, suggest shorting this, shortening this movie, but also respecting Chadwick, would be to shoot a short like they did for like the Christmas specials. Oh, yeah, they could have done and that. And that would be just like the, here's a teaser, or here's like, uh, I wouldn't say teaser, because it'd be longer than a teaser, but it'd be like, here's a bonus footage released to you ahead of time, for free, on Disney+, Plus, half hour. It's one of the Marvel special presentations, or yeah. whatever they call them, with mm-hmm. that werewolf one, and then Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They've already. I mean, it's ever, they've already released it, so it's like it's not going to matter. But right. like, it'd be good. I don't know. I overall, I like this movie quite a bit. Right. I think we're all in agreement. Yep. Go see it if you haven't. Or it's on Disney Plus. Fuckers. No need now. We talked about hit. the whole thing. So yeah, we hit you. Up <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. All right. Until next time. Drink, drink up, up and, and eat out. Eat out. Ow. That one hurt. Oh no. Ooh. Another tooth popped out. <laughs> <laughs>